family, and welcome to Kingwood Methodist. In John 4.23, Jesus states that a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. As we gather at church and open God's Word, we are not just coming together for the sake of gathering, but also to learn the truth of God and how we can grow to love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. As we continually surrender our lives to the Word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, we become the type of worshipers our Heavenly Father seeks. Let's dive in together. As Jesus spoke those words, this is my body which is given for you, this is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many. As he spoke those words, we, our minds, we, we fast track forward to the cross where he will give his life for us. But the disciples, they would have, they would have backtracked to the last time they heard him talk about his body being uh, consumed by the, by the people. In John six forty seven, just after the uh, the, the Jewish people had run across the lake, around the lake to meet Jesus on the other side just after he had fed 5,000 people miraculously. They were like, what in the world is this? What just happened? That we were all fed from, from five, uh, five, lish, five, five fishes and two loaves, right? Or the other way around. Five loaves, two fishes. How did this happen? And so they chased him all the way across the lake and they found him, they, they found him on the other side of the lake and they, they began to ask him, what in the world was that? And he says this, very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life for I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. He continued on telling them that if they wanted to come follow after him, they had to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. And so many around there said, this is, this is a hard teaching. I don't, I don't know that I can really get behind that kind, of, that kind of life. And so many left. Many walked away from Jesus that day. And then he looked at the disciples. In verse 67. You don't want to leave me, do you? Jesus asked the 12. And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, I have not chosen you, the twelve. Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who though one of the twelve was later to betray him. Church, what are you consuming? 
What are you consuming? When Jesus met the woman at the well, she was thirsty for water. Jesus gave her living water that would quench her eternal thirst. When the crowds ran around to meet him, he said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. If you eat of me, you'll never be hungry again. Church, what are you consuming? Matthew 6, 11 says, as Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray, he says, give us today our daily bread. What are you consuming? In Matthew 5, 6, as he teaches, begins the Sermon on the Mount, he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Church, what are you consuming? How is your appetite being satisfied? You know, we can't scroll uh, through Facebook without seeing somebody uh, advertise the best way to lose weight, right? Some new new hip diet that you only eat celery and carrots, right? With maybe some like chickpeas or something, you know? Um, chick- chickpeas? Chickpeas. Chickpeas. Chick- chickpeas. Right? Uh, there, are, there are an endless amount of ways that you can diet. What you consume matters. Each of those has a, a different strategy of things that you need to consume and things you don't need to consume in order to to get healthy and to get filled. During uh, Lent, I gave up sweets. And I feel like there has been more sweets dropped off by you all in the conference, in the break room, this this Lenten season. And not to mention, on, I feel like the, the corner of everybody's desk, they have this bowl, this jar of candy. It's so easy to find those little things that satisfy our hunger. There's a a commercial that I remember, um, a Snickers commercial with Betty White in it. You remember that one? Uh, The the you're not you're not yourself when you're angry when you're hungry, right? At the end of the at the end of the commercial, it shows the Snickers, and it says Snickers satisfies. It satisfies. And it's so true. It does. But it doesn't fill. It doesn't fill. And I think there's a distinct difference. I think scripture is, toy, is, is pulling this out of us. Your mama always said, don't eat dessert before dinner. Why? Because it'll spoil your supper, Right? Because it satisfies our hunger, our desire for the real thing. Friends, the enemy so desperately wants to satisfy your desire without nourishing your soul. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. This is the way of the kingdom. Church pride, lust, envy, greed, 
yearning for more of the things of this world that satisfies our God-given hunger for righteousness. It satisfies it, but it doesn't fill it. I've come to, to find that sin is an appetite suppressant for holiness. I want you to think on that. Somebody told me that and it's, 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 it's molded around in my head so many times. You know, it used to be that sin, if, if I can just sin here, I can do this thing I, I, and I, I know that I shouldn't be doing this, but there's not really a whole lot of consequence for this thing. But the reality of what's happening is that we, we begin to be satisfied, that, that God-given hunger within us for holiness begins to be satisfied by the, by the little snickers on the end of the counter because it satisfies. And we're satis- when, when we're satisfied with the things of this world, our hunger for righteousness, our hunger for holiness wanes. God has given each and every one of us a hunger and a desire. I think that's that, that deep cries out to deep. He's given us a hunger and a desire for holiness. Church, what is satisfying that desire in your life? If you're like me, sometimes, sometimes I struggle with a lack of desire to pursue Christ. Sometimes I struggle with, with the desire to, to wake up and to get into my word or to wake up and, and, and pursue the things of Christ. Not, not necessarily to do something wrong or to do something evil, but just the desire to, to be hungry and yearning for Christ. If that's you, I would challenge you to look at what you're consuming. When you got free time, what are you consuming? Is it, are you death scrolling on your phone? Endlessly getting caught in the loop of Instagram reels or TikToks or Facebook posts? What are you consuming? Because it will affect your desire for Christ. Christ.